Hey everyone, we are here in our first Wizcast, your Wizard Podcast. I'm Edson and I will be one of your hosts today and I'm not alone. Hello there, my name is Guilherme, it's really good to be here today and we are not alone, me and Edson. We have our guest, Teacher Fabiola, it's a pleasure. Can you introduce yourself to us? Hi everyone, I'm Teacher Fabiola and I am 47 years old. I've been working here for some time now, and I'm very happy to be with you here this afternoon. Uh, we are here to talk a little bit about your career. Can you introduce your story with the English language? When was your first contact? Okay, trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I have some traumas to tell you. Um, the first contact that I had with the English language was when I was uh, in, when I was around seven years old at a school. It was the, the only period in my life when I studied in a private institution. And then they had a kind of partnership with a big English school at that time. And it was something revolutionary because the English schools, they were not as popular as they are now. So it was something like my family was so proud. <laughs> And then I remember I was around seven. I was learning how to write and read. I was getting littered. And then they had this English book. It was colored. I was so satisfied. And I still remember the book, uh, the book cover, the pages, the names of the characters. And it has been a long time ago, but I still remember all these things. So the first contact was amazing. I felt very comfortable. I was happy for learning something new. And so was my family. Happy because they were paying for private education and I was getting the best of it. So you were into English language by the school. Yes, school was the first contact that I had due to this partnership they had with this famous uh, English And school. it was obligated? Yeah, it was, but it was around 1980-something, 1983, I guess. So English was not mandatory in schools. But it was the beginning of uh, languages becoming popular in schools. So it was something new for that time. And in this contact that you have with the English in your school, through your parents, through your school education, you decided begin began studying English for your life Or it was something like just another subject? Well, I knew that English would take an important role in my life. For ever since, in the first beginning of my contact with the English language, I knew that English would be part of something in the future. Because I was kind of able to understand what the teacher was. Uh, trying to explain, so I had some easiness 
with the, the language. Then I started focusing on it because I knew that it would be something okay for me to learn. I always had some difficulties with math, but languages were something that I used to, to enjoy very much. But of course, we have some accidents in the middle of the way. One of them that I will never forget is that once my, my father was, I was out on the street with my father. My father decided to stop by a gas station where he met one of his co-workers. And this co-worker started talking to my dad and I was sitting on the car waiting for my dad to do the service that he wanted to, to have. And then during their talk, my father mentioned the school where I was studying. He mentioned the partnership from the school and the English course. And then his coworker started asking me some questions in English, something I will never forget. So he looked at me and said, oh, really? Are you really studying English? Oh, so how can I say this in English? And I got like, oh my god, how do you say lagartixa in English? I said, I don't know. I couldn't say a word. I got so nervous. And then I remember when my, my dad came back home, yeah, he told everything to my mom, like, I was just talking to my co-worker and then he started asking her questions and then she couldn't answer any of the questions and I got so disappointed it was something like oh my god I disappointed my parents <laughs> so trauma number one <laughs> that's why I decided to study English about this trauma what was the difficult to overcome these traumas, the oh, first of the others no. that you have? After this first traumatic uh, contact that I had with the language, I think that when I, when I grew older, I guess around when I was on my seventh grade or eighth grade, I wasn't studying at a private institution anymore. I was studying at the public school and then there came English one more time in my life and one more time I had this um, ability to to understand the subjects and I remember one of my teachers teacher Alice she assigned us uh, some paperwork she asked us to write down on the paper like 10 sentences using the present continuous tense and then she went out for some coffee and she let the students by themselves just writing the sentences and i remember that i wrote 10 sentences in around two minutes and the teacher didn't come back so my classmates were having a kind of party <laughs> a ball <laughs> inside the classroom. Yes, because when the, the cat's away, the mice will play. <laughs> but then I was there studying. So I finished the 10 sentences, she didn't come back. So I took some colored pencils, I started painting, and then I decided to illustrate 
each of the sentences like, oh, the mouse is eating cheese. So I made a drawing of the mouse, I made a drawing of the cheese, and the teacher didn't come back. So when she finally came back, like 20 minutes later, she collected all the papers. And then she started making some comparisons. Like, what is this? And then she took a ridiculous piece of paper. Students at that time, they used to cut the paper in small squares. So she was very disappointed. So when she saw my paper, and it was beautifully written, complete, with a lot of drawings, very colorful, she said, ah, who is Fabiola? And then I just put my hand up like, and then she said, no, I would like to congratulate you on your paper because you were the only one who... Um, so that's when my life ended because all of my classmates started uh, bullying me. <laughs> and it was trauma number two. <laughs> so you can see I have a lot of traumas in English. Somehow your first contact with another person talking in English was straight and harsh, but the second one, uh, at least you you recognized that you yourself uh, studies, you were improving your knowledge, mm -hmm. and somehow that was great to you know that English was something that you are used to and you liked it. Exactly. Yeah, I, it was something that I like. I, I didn't, I, I just commented, I just told you about my traumas, but I'm thankful. I, I, I thank my, my father, uh, co-worker, for having that quiz <laughs> because he compelled me to study English. And I thank my seventh grade students, my seventh grade classmates for bullying me because I was the English nerd. Because in some ways, they showed me the way. <laughs> okay. Okay, so was in this moment that you knew that you would become an English teacher? Not necessarily a teacher, but I knew that I would do something uh, related to the English language. At first, I would like to, to, to work on some uh, advertisement area. It has always been something that I liked. I, I consider myself a creative person, so I would like to, to deal with publishing and so on. But then when I finished elementary school, I had to take another school for uh, taking the high school uh, course. And then I started the, the teaching course. It was an option of mine. I wanted, I wanted to see how it was. And I remember I took the first year at Escola uh, Normal Carmela Dutra. And it was my first contact with classrooms as a teacher. And then I automatically fell in love with it. And then I, I, I combined what I like it best, that is the English language, and teaching that became my second passion. 
to say that your father was what the word that you use supportive no in the in the gas station with your classmate oh my 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 father got mad at me (laughs) (laughs) when his co-workers started asking uh some questions that i Uh didn't know but then he was not now i understand that my father was not mad at me but he was like doubting the quality of teaching at that time because they were paying an extra price for having that Uh, those English classes at school and then he was disappointed because he thought that I was not learning but the problem is that I was uh, I was learning the problem is that you don't take a child by surprise like (laughs) asking too many questions I had never seen that man before so I got nervous I knew the answers but I couldn't speak because he made me nervous and what was and your mother reaction when you choose by yourself teach go to the teach school well my mother was a little bit disappointed because I knew that she knew that if I became a teacher I would be poor (laughs) (laughs) so in the beginning she was a little bit now you can do much more I know that you want to teach but you know that teachers are not uh, valued in this country and then I said but there's something that I want to do what can I do that's what I want to do and then they became supportive and they paid uh, the tuition uh, so that I could have an English course yeah because the only the English that I had at school was not enough for me to to get I could get by But it was not. We know that taking a formal course can do miracles. Yeah. Okay. So you think that you had improved your English to become the English teacher that you you found that you could be? I still have to improve a lot. We 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 are always improved. Not only in languages or English, but we human beings we live. Uh, for learning we don't stop learning we are we learn every day we wake up in the morning and we learn and then we go to bed and we learn so I intend not to stop learning until the end I have to improve uh, not only my English language but my teaching skills so I don't have intentions to stop okay so what were the ways you found to improve the the english and now we we see your job and we see that you have built an amazing career as an english teacher so how did you reach this point oh it has always been a point of interest for me and my passion and i think that music has helped me so much i I was a very musical adolescent. I used to I, I used to love bands. I used to follow their careers and then buy their albums. And then I think that learning how to sing my favorite songs uh, led me to some having a a significant vocabulary and 
having more interest because the more I I followed the the songs the more I wanted to learn because I wanted to understand what the bands were saying so I got more and more uh, excited about learning the language and about your first job your first and not your first job only but your first in job interview your first mm -hmm. memory your first contact with the teacher of English English teacher Being mm -hmm. an English teacher, what was your first memory? Uh, trauma. <laughs> <laughs> It For was sure. traumatic. <laughs> uh, um, I remember um, my first experience. It was it was something natural. I I was invited to teach at the same English school where I studied. The first English course that I took. First, they invited me to be a kind of monitor student, and then after some months, I was invited to become a formal teacher. And then I, I didn't uh, try to get the job. The job <laughs> got me. <laughs> so, And it has been like this. I have never gone through uh, any kind of job interview, not a formal one, but it's always like they ask me like five or six questions and I am in. So I don't know. I think I'm lucky. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about when you get into Wizard? Did you know Wizard before? Mm -hmm. Did you have this contact uh, someone? showed you uh, wizard school or you searched for it because you liked it and you wanted to become an English teacher from, from wizard? Well, it, it was not the point, but I used to work for, I used to study for another franchise and I was invited to work there. And then I thought there was a moment in my life when I thought that I would work there forever. But things change, the, the market changes and the owners change, so that's what happened there. And then I, of course, I knew Wizard, it, it has uh, great popularity, it's one of the best English schools, it's one of the best language schools ever, and it was very popular at that time. But I... I didn't study at Wizard before because it was too expensive for my parents. So we had to opt for a least expensive course. But it was good because I took a lot of profit from it. So, uh, But I've always heard of Wizard. It became much more popular after the creation of the WizPen. So everybody wanted to have the WizPen. I studied at a, another course, but I wish I had a WizPen as well. So I came here because they were uh, looking for a teacher. And a friend of mine used to teach here. So she invited me to come here for an interview. And then I took a test. I passed the test. And then the coordination uh, invited me for 
a conversation. I didn't consider it a job interview, but we had a long talk. And then she invited me to attend some classes. And then I was, I was introduced to the method that in the beginning I considered something completely crazy. <laughs> but then I got used to it and I fell in love for it as well. I fell in love for the method as soon as I saw you, students, getting excellent results. And then I, I could trust that the method was really effective. And then I knew I was something doing, I was uh, doing something right. Then I got happy for being a wizard teacher. So cool, so cool. And you said something like, right. What is right? I think you have a lot of, how can I say, pressure in the teachers at all. And how do you, do you see our society in looking at teachers? Because you, you, you said about, uh, oh, you'll be a teacher, you'll be poor, you, you won't have money. Mm -hmm. So, and the society always are pressuring you and saying, you have to improve, you have to know anything, know all the things to, to say your, your, your students. How do you see this pressure? The, the situation of an English teacher is not different from the situation of any teacher in Brazil. We are all undervalued. Unfortunately, it, it, it's not the only profession in Brazil which is undervalued. But the teachers, uh, something has changed in the way the society sees teachers in general. Uh, when we were younger, we were trained to respect the teachers. And education has changed a lot. Uh, we, w we used to be trained to respect the teachers above all, and we know that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, there are some concepts that the parents usually expose in front of the kids, and then the kids take these concepts to the classroom, and the relationship becomes disrespectful. But I have a lot of hope that something changes in the future, and then the kids will um, the, the the kids will see the teachers as their uh, real heroes. I still believe that we can get that recognition back. Okay, so looking back, looking to everything this career has brought to you looking to the statues you reached, looking to the to your salary and maybe the more important maybe looking to the learning of your students the the they're improving in in their service they they their evolution would you still uh, decide to becoming a teacher if I had to start it over today. Yes, if you could look back and decide, oh, I will be a teacher or not. Of course, weighing the pros and cons, I would still be a teacher. 
even considering my salary. So yeah, because um, I know that things can be tough, but I would never give up doing something that I love doing. It's the best thing. I, I feel extremely proud when one of you conquers something and then I get some news from you. I have students living in other countries. I have students in professions that require English as a second language. I have students living in Australia, students who got married and then now they're playing uh, their roles in Amsterdam. They have families in Denmark. So it's always nice to hear from you, your success, and it's what motivates me to keep on doing my job. Uh, I know there are a lot of uh, sidebacks, but I would never be uh, another thing in life. I want to keep on being a teacher as, uh, until I retire. Cool, I have bad news. <laughs> we are close to the end. Oh, oh. okay. Oh. And it's so cool, it's our, our first podcast. It's a good project and we will have a lot of others. And as our last question, I want to, to ask something that you are representing now. Now you are representing the teachers of Wizard and maybe the teachers of Brazil. <laughs> Okay. But you you say that you are always uh, learning mm -hmm. how to teach and things like this. And you think the teachers, the English teachers, <clears throat> are ready to teach any person, like a blind person, if a blind person or your student or mm -hmm. autist person, your student, you are ready and you think that all the, the teachers are ready to teach this person, these well, people? Since we keep learning, I think that everyone can become able to teach anyone. If the blind person can learn, I can learn how to teach the blind person. So it's a matter of training, learning the techniques, because of course I will have to use new techniques to teach this person. But if the person can learn, I can learn. So everybody is able to learn a language. Uh, even the disabled people are, people use a lot of artifacts to try to, to try to take this power off from the disabled. But I think that they have the same power as we do. So everybody deserves to learn a language. Everybody needs to learn a language. And it's not the disability that will stop the person. But we teachers, we have to be connected to their lives and we have to adapt the method and what we do to what they need. And it's something that everyone can do, I guess. We just have to keep on learning, okay? After okay, yeah. say goodbye, I want to 
thank you to come okay. our first podcast and you are a, a, a very person very like person to me you was the first teacher that i have contact when i came here mm -hmm. so it was a very good uh, experience this thank you to the our producer our two editors and to you to accept our invite yeah thank you all i'm very proud of you guys as podcasters now <laughs> i hope that you have a lot of success in this project and i'm very glad that you invited me okay i thank edson for the opportunity our teachers editors producers and I think it was a great and beautiful venture teacher because nowadays we see many, many teachers who are not in love with, with this, this profession. It's more than a profession. You know, when you are teaching to someone, you are making him understand what life means. It's really more than a subject. And it not depends on the subject you are uh, teaching them. So I hope as a student and as a person who maybe in the future can become a teacher, uh, that many teachers have the same will that you have today. It's a, a beautiful thing. And I, I am hopeful too that things are going to change. I thank you for being here with us. And it was a pleasure to be here with everybody. Oh, Thank the you. The pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much. Who is it?